0: Okay, kids, talk stories. Now, I've forgotten, as usual, where were we up to? Ocean and Shell have just landed at Hamilton Island for their holiday. Ah, yes. Where were they coming from again? Chicago! (laughs) You already knew that, Daddy. Don't do that. (laughs) Okay, I won't do that. Okay, so, yes, and... If I remember correctly, they were the last children on the plane. Yep. Okay. The flight attendant came up to the two children and said, Do you have your things ready? And the children said, Yes. And then the flight attendant said, Follow me. And they went out the back of the aeroplane. at Hamilton Island, you go down the stairs from the aeroplane, the old fashioned way. Um, When you leave for Hamilton Island, from one of the big cities, you just walk through a covered walkway into the aeroplanes. But at Hamilton Island, it's just a little island. So you don't have a fancy big airport, you just have a, a nice tropical airport, a tiny little one, and You hop off the aeroplane and you go down the stairs, um, which they put up next to the aeroplane, and then you walk to the terminal. And that's what Ocean and Shell did, one side each of the flight attendant. Meanwhile, in the terminal, Waiting for these two children, the last passengers off the plane, were the Island Kids. The Island Kids. You're going to get to know them. And the Island Kids would line up to welcome visitors to Hamilton Island that was one of their jobs on the island was to welcome visitors and the mayor uh, arranged the entire system and he arranged it such that the island kids would give any visiting children a little present as they arrived by way of welcome and the little present that was given to every child who visited Hamilton Island was, well first, a greeting, a smile and a greeting, and a welcome, by one of the island kids, and a little buggy. A little toy buggy. On the island, there are very Few cars. Uh, No one actually uses cars to drive around on the island. Um, The island is big enough, it's got little roads, but not roads like you get in a big city, but tiny little windy roads everywhere. And um, on the island, everyone who visits the island, and most people who live on the island too, uh, they drive around in buggies. As they're called the golf buggies and right now the island kids had two little toy golf buggies left and those were for the two children now walking along the tarmac from the aeroplane to the terminal and as was the routine, the habit, the tradition, um, one child amongst the island kids would step forward and greet one other child. And the ones who had been chosen to step forward and greet today were Sienna and Jane. You'll get to know Sienna and Jane eventually Uh, but right now those two children were chosen to step forward and greet the two children coming in uh, from the aeroplane now Um, and the two children came all the way up to the front door and walked in and all the island kids were standing there smiling and then Sienna stepped forward. Now, she was the same age as Michelle. And Sienna stepped forward and said to um, Michelle, Welcome to Hamilton Island. And gave Sienna... I uh, Gave Michelle a little golf buggy. It's about the same size as your hand, you know. And... Michelle, well, beamed brightly, the biggest smile, and she said, thank you. And, um, and Sienna said, you're welcome. And just quietly, Sienna just couldn't stop staring at Michelle. She thought she was so beautiful. And, um, and Michelle immediately came and stood right next to Sienna. Do you know what? I think they're friends already, just like that. Do you know some people just have chemistry straight away? And I think Sienna and Michelle had chemistry. Next came little Jane. Jane was a little thing. She was only four. Uh, Sienna was six. Ah, just like Michelle. Okay, so Jane, it was her turn to step forward now. And she stepped forward and greeted Oceana. And she said, Welcome to Hamilton Island. And gave Oceana a golf buggy. And Oceana just thought it was the most wonderful thing. And she said, What's this? That's a funny looking car. (laughs) And Jane said, it's not a car, it's a buggy. And then, um, a man's voice came from behind the group of island kids and said, uh, Sienna, Jane, you're supposed to introduce yourselves. Ah, uh, said Sienna, yes, of course, my name is Sienna said Sienna, to Michelle, and Michelle, who had such good manners, said, I'm pleased to meet you. My name is Michelle. Michelle, said Sienna. That's a nice name. That sounds like Shell. Um, And Michelle said, oh, I suppose it does. And Sienna said, can I call you Shell, like on the beach? Because you're on an island now, a tropical island. And Michelle said, I think that sounds wonderful. You can call me Shell. And so it was from that day that Michelle became Shell, just Shell. And soon enough, everyone rather forgot In fact, they absolutely forgot her name was Michelle. And from then on, she became just Shell. And then Jane piped up and she said to Oceana, my name is Jane. What is your name? And Oceana said, my name is Oceana. And um, Jane said, is that a name? And Oceana said, it must be, because it's mine. And then Jane, picking up from what Sienna had just said, said, can I just call you ocean? And Oceana said, I like that. And um, and Jane said, absolutely copying, Siena uh then from now on your name is Ocean while you're on holiday here in the island and Ocean Oceana or Ocean as she is now said I like that very much and um you wouldn't believe it they were holding hands they didn't even realise it Jane and Ocean were already holding hands uh, And even they didn't realise they'd started holding hands, you know, the way little kids do. They just grabbed each other's hands and they were swinging it. Okay. And, um, the mayor saw all this and smiled. And then, uh, Sienna said, have you got any grown-ups with you? Is your mummy and daddy with you? And... Uh, And Michelle said, no, 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 we are, um, we get looked after by Miss Streep. Oh, who's Miss Streep? Oh, she's on the island already somewhere, said uh, Shell. "Um, Oh, said Sienna, is she the glamorous one? See, and and Michelle said, I guess she is, yes. And, um, and then the mayor said, come on children, it's time to move to the buggies. We have to get these girls, we have to get their luggage, and it's time to get to the buggies. We're going to take them to their accommodation. And the island kids all gathered around and said, come with us, come with us, you know, and all the island kids started gathering around the children now, Um, and Michelle and um, Sienna held hands, and Ocean and Jane held hands, and off they went, walking through the airport, the four of those kids up the front, and the rest following on behind. I'll interrupt the story there just for a second to have a chat to you. Uh, In some ways, telling a story like this in little grabs, me just uh, speaking into a phone rather than to you two in person as little children, is better because you're not interrupting me. But in many, many, many more ways, it's worse. Uh, I got heaps of, you know, I fed off what you two were saying. You know, you would um, interrupt and give me ideas and um, ask questions and all that sort of thing. I haven't got that anymore. So I'll just have to remember that and try and work that into the stories. Uh, But, yeah, I suppose on one level it would have been better just to put the phone next to the bed and... Record the stories back then, but as I said in a previous episode, you wouldn't allow that back then, and it would have spoilt the magic anyway. you know those moments are are not for that you know, and this is just a fun pretend uh version of the magic that is telling stories to children when they're little <laughs> uh, but I couldn't even describe uh you know. Um, You'd be halfway through something and then you'd stand on your head, Harley. You know, how do I replicate that (laughs) in this podcast? You can't. Okay, on with the show. Even as the children were walking through the airport to the baggage collection area... Around about a kilometre and a half away, at the Reefview Hotel in one of the penthouses, Ms Streep's assistant was sitting in the kitchen. Ms Streep was sleeping in. It was about 10 o'clock in the morning. And still, Miss Strip had not woken up. Miss Strip's assistant knew that she should have been up by about nine o'clock. But Miss Strip's assistant had no intention of knocking on her door and waking her up back at nine o'clock. Nor at 9.30, nor at 9.45 when the plane was supposed to land. And nor now at 10 o'clock. No, she would just sit there in the kitchen and wait for the shriek. And soon enough the shriek came. It was about 10.05. five. Hmm. She thought to herself, I thought it was going to be about 10 o'clock. But at 10.05, a shriek came from Miss Streep's bedroom. It was a loud shriek, like, not unlike a cockatoo, thought Miss Streep's assistant. Miss um, Streep's assistant had never seen a sulphur-crested cockatoo before, but... Uh, but she knew their screech well now, because Miss Streep insisted on feeding the sulphur-crested cockatoos as often as she pleased. Uh, and you know, despite the signs everywhere saying, please don't. But uh, Miss Streep said, I love feeding the sulphur-crested cockatoos, and I will. And she did. And so, uh, Miss Streep's assistant got quite used to a, uh, a, a, a gaggle, <laughs> I don't know what, a, a small flock of cockatoos sitting, waiting each day, each morning on the balcony of the penthouse, high above the Reefview Hotel, waiting for some bread. Uh, But the shrieks of the cockatoos that morning had not woken Miss Streep. Miss Streep had had a long night, a a wonderful night out, actually, um, in the Toucan Tango with her socialite friends. She had drunk the night away champagne. Pink champagne on ice. (laughs) Okay. And, um... And the shrieks of the cockatoo had gone. The cockatoos from seven o'clock in the morning had not woken this Strip and nor had anything else. But now at 10.05 came the shriek. Now I'm not going to try and repeat the sound of that shriek, but just imagine a cockatoo who was able to shriek the name A.B. Jones. And thus, Miss Streep called out to her assistant, Amy Jones! Amy Jones uh, breathed. And Amy Jones is um, Miss Streep's assistant, of course. And Amy Jones breathed deeply and got up slowly and tidied her hair and um, prepared to walk in to Miss Streep's bedroom. She stood outside the bedroom door and waited, and until Miss Streep shrieked again, Amy Jones, come in here at once. Amy Jones opened the door and walked in. Miss Streep was half in bed, half out of bed, desperately trying to get her day wear on. And she said, she turned, well, she wheeled on Amy Jones and said, are you aware what time it is? And Amy Jones said, I make it to be 10.06. Are you aware, said Miss Streep, that the aeroplane was landing at 9.45. Um, yes, I was, Um, said Amy Jones. And why didn't you wake me? Well, last time in Paris, I did wake you when the aeroplane was coming in, and you were very unhappy with me, you might recall. In fact, you sacked me, only to reinstate me. An hour later, when you needed your hair done. I remember that, but that just means you made two mistakes, said Miss Streep. That time you shouldn't have woken me up, and this time you should have. Yes, ma'am, said Amy Jones. Well, don't just stand there. Help me get these things on. And, uh, Amy Jones did. She went over there, and dutifully, helped Miss Streep quickly get her day wear on. um, Amy Jones uh, quickly did Miss Streep's hair and Miss Streep vaguely satisfied (laughs) as satisfied as Miss Streep gets um, said right now to the airport quickly and Amy Jones said yes, ma'am, and walked ahead of Miss Streep as Miss Streep grabbed her bag and a few effects and then hurried on, hurried along behind Amy Jones. Um, Amy Jones was at the lift just before Miss Streep got there and was holding a lift open. These are glass elevators. Um, They're wonderful. They're the fastest elevators in the southern hemisphere, and they are cyclone-proof. The children often go up and down in them just for fun. (laughs) They're glass on the outside of the building, and as you go up, something like 18 stories, as you go up, um, you can watch the island uh, fall away below you, and get smaller and smaller and smaller. And the catamarans turn into tiny little toy catamarans. And so do the buggies. Well, the buggies don't turn into toy catamarans. The buggies turn into toy buggies. And um, everything turns small and the palm trees all look like toy palm trees down below. And the children go up and down and up and down. And the mayor doesn't mind when the island kids do that. Um, You know, he lets them have fun. He's very fond of the island kids, the mayor. They're all very good children. Well, most of them. Uh, We haven't met Josh yet, have we? But we will. (laughs) Josh is Sienna's brother, but we'll get to know him in due course. But right now, Amy Jones was holding the lift open for Miss Streep, who brushed past Amy Jones and said, well, come on, hop in quick, and uh, Amy Jones hopped in, and uh, and Miss Streep hadn't gone near the buttons. I don't think Miss Streep's ever pressed a button in a lift. <laughs> no. Amy Jones presses the buttons. Amy Jones walked over and pressed ground, and down went the fastest lift in the Southern Hemisphere. Can't this lift go any faster, said Miss Streep. Uh, no, it um, it can't, said Amy Jones. I'm going to have a word to the mayor about this, said Miss Streep, but soon enough before she had actually finished that sentence, uh, The lid was on the ground floor, and the door opened, and she said, well, run quickly, uh, to Amy Jones. And Amy Jones, well, Amy Jones didn't run, but she had a way of walking uh, that made it look like she was running without actually going any faster than she normally does, and Amy Jones had perfected that walk, and she walked that walk perfectly right now. And headed straight for uh, their uh, their uh, the Miss Streep's uh, complimentary buggy. It came with a penthouse. That buggy. It it was <laughs> it was a Rolls Royce buggy. <laughs> now it wasn't a real Rolls Royce, but. It had little Rolls Royce symbols on it and a little Rolls Royce silver lady at the front. Miss Strip liked for that. She had ordered ahead for that. Um, she had insisted upon it actually. Uh, there was no such buggy on the island, uh, but Miss Strip had insisted on such a buggy being on the island. And the mayor, um, pleased with a, a reasonably sizable donation, to the island that Miss Streep was making, if there's one thing that Miss Streep is, and that is generous, she is a wonderful woman, very generous, you know. And she gave a sizable portion of which she always kept in reserve from the donations she had collected, um, to make life easier once she got to a holiday destination. Um, for the children, and, and, and that's part of what the donations were for, and on this occasion she had made a sizable donation to the mayor and the island to make sure that, um, well firstly that she could have the penthouse, um, her socialite friends were one floor down, but the, 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 the accommodation one floor down was beautiful as well. Um, and um, But the penthouse in which Miss Streep had installed herself uh, was right next to the mayor's penthouse suite. Um, the penthouse, as we call it at the Reef View Hotel, is actually a series of eight penthouses all in a row for special guests, with the middle one, well, one of the middle ones um, being the mayor's, and the one right next to the mayor, the other middle one, being for the most special guest at any one given time. Yeah. And, and at the moment, Miss Streep was that special guest. And, uh, and yes, Miss Streep had asked for a Rolls Royce buggy, and she had got one. Um, the mayor, very kind is the mayor, the mayor uh, had found this charming and um, he was finding Miss Tripp slightly less charming since he met her but um, on the phone she he had found her you know before she had come to the island he had found her sort of um quirky in a way that he liked Yeah, you know, a little eccentric and um and she had been so charming on the phone and um and He he thought it would be a bit of fun and had ordered a silver lady and had had the, um, his crew, um, his his workers on the island, he had had them uh, put that silver lady on the front of his best buggy and then they had spray painted it gold and put some Rolls Royce stickers on the side. Uh, Because the mayor very much wanted to give this lady, who sounded so so lovely actually, on the phone, um, you know, a nice little holiday. Uh, The mayor always went out of his way for everybody, not just for charming ladies from Chicago. Um, The mayor, if he was kind to anybody, he was most kind to um, his friends on the island, the people who lived there, and that's the island kids. And their children, and all the other people on the island, you know, because quite a few people live on the island, and the staff loved the mayor. So he was always, you know, his first attentions were given to the people who lived on the island, but everybody was keen to make sure the guests were well looked after, and Miss Streep was very well looked after. Anyway, as, as it, you know, right now, Amy Jones was bringing the buggy around as Miss Streep waited impatiently at the top of the stairs for the buggy to land right below her. And when the buggy did, she hopped in the buggy. And then she barked. Well, barked is not very nice, is it? Ladies don't bark. She, um, she instructed Amy Jones to get to the airport as fast as Amy Jones could and Amy Jones took off but buggies don't go very fast on Hamilton Island they really go quite slowly and within uh, uh, 10 meters Miss Streep was always already uh, quite upset saying please Amy Jones faster, please And Amy Jones said, No, uh, I I am going as fast as the buggy will go. You are joking, said Miss Streep. I I am going to have a word to the mayor about this. I cannot have such a slow buggy, especially when I am in such a rush. Now, you're probably guessing why Miss Streep was in such a rush. Um, And that is, she wanted to be there to greet the children. And, um, she was actually, um, desperate to greet the children, um, and was quite upset that she hadn't made it, um, and, um, but now she was heading towards the airport, and she was asking Amy Jones, is the aeroplane late? Do you think the aeroplane's late? And uh, Amy Jones said, I have no idea, uh, I know as much as you. Oh my goodness, Amy Jones, uh, said, Ms Streep, uh, I, I'm not sure that you're a good fit for our relationship. Uh, and um, after this holiday, we're going to have to review whether I can keep you on. Yes, Miss Streep, said Amy Jones. She had been with Miss Streep for 30 years. And uh, and Miss Streep often laid her off. Uh, so yeah, Amy Jones mm, would have been surprised if she'd got through this whole holiday without being laid off. Um, And she thought today might be a day that I might get laid off, she said. And maybe, maybe she said, maybe I might just walk away. But then again, Amy Jones always said things like that and she never did walk away. Now, um, as as the Rolls Royce buggy, now headed towards the airport, uh, it got to the top of a very steep hill uh, that leads to the road that goes to the airport, and um, it was only doing five, you know, the buggy goes very slowly up that hill, and um, Miss Street was aghast, you know, and she was saying, I could walk faster than this. Now, uh, you know, Amy Jones... Uh, would never think something like, well, why don't you? Uh, but a lesser person than Amy Jones would have thought that. You know. But Amy Jones did not think that. Well, not allowed, anyway. Amy Jones got to the top of the hill in the Rolls-Royce buggy and turned left and headed towards the airport. And just then, another buggy came past the other way from the airport and at the sight of that buggy Miss Streep said stop quick turn around because on that buggy had been Michelle and Oceana Shell and Ocean along with two other children and a driver of course and Behind that buggy had been three other buggies full of other children. Turn around, said Miss Streep. Chase that buggy. Yes, Miss Streep, said Amy Jones, and she chased that buggy and tooted her horn upon a request from Miss Streep. The line of buggies in front of them stopped, and Amy Jones pulled up in front of of the first buggy. And Miss Streep bundled herself out of the car and went straight up to the driver of the uh, first buggy, containing the children, Michelle and Oceana, and said, "Uh, excuse me, Uh, my specific instructions were for the children to remain at the airport until I got there to greet them. Um... Oh, yes, I actually saw that on, a, on on my instructions, said the driver, but we did wait there for a while, and we thought, well, maybe you aren't coming. Insolence, said Miss Stribb. I beg your pardon, said the driver. He's Australian. He's not used to words like that. He doesn't come from Chicago. He comes from Australia. Um... And the driver of the first buggy said, uh, if you could hop out of my way, I think I'll just, take, I'll just continue on my way. Thank you, madam. And Miss Streep said, I will talk to the mayor about this. Turn your buggy around and go straight back to the airport so I can greet the children there. And the driver said... Um, and then suddenly the driver realised that the mayor would indeed uh, want him to... Turn the buggy around and you know, look after the guests because that's what it was all about on Hamilton Island. So he took a deep breath and he said, Yes, madam. And he said, Children, we're all going back to the airport so that this lovely lady can greet the children back at the airport. Thank you, said Miss Streep and tried to give the man five dollars. And the man said, You can keep that. I beg your pardon, said Miss Streep. We don't tip in Australia, said the man. "Uh, We tip everywhere, said Miss Streep. I am a world traveler and we tip everywhere. "Uh, No thank you, said the man. Please, no thank you. Um, "Huh," Said Miss Streep and put the $5 back in her handbag and then the uh and then all the buggies turned around and went back to the airport and sienna whispered to um shell so this is your this is your my, this is your grown up is it uh, yes said michelle or shell as she is known now Yes, said Shell. This is our grown-up. Hmm, said Sienna. They all headed back to the airport. Why are they going back to the airport? No, 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 no. Scarlet, not tonight, um, it's, uh, you have to get to sleep, we've already, this talk story has already gone too long, so get to sleep, okay, I need to get to sleep even, but you really need to get to sleep, I'm getting tired now, but no, I can't sleep unless you tell me why they have to go back to the airport, no Scarlett, I said go to sleep, I'm leaving now, Dad, no, I'm, I'm going to make a noise unless you tell me, I can't, I can't sleep, if, if I just tell you that, will you go to sleep straight away? Yes, Daddy. All right. What happened was, Miss Streep... Um, oh, well, how shall I say this? When people gave her money to take the children on a holiday, um, the people who gave her money thought she was going to go with the children, and she went two weeks early. And um, the children have only come for the last three days. So, um, she wants to go back to the airport to get a photo of the children coming off the aeroplane. And she wants to be in the photo as well. Oh, said Scarlett. Um, so, are they going to actually hop on the aeroplane again? No, no, Scarlet, stop. I know what you're doing. We're going to be here for another hour by the time we finish this. Um, So just go to sleep. I told you the answer to the question you asked me. And so time for sleep, okay? Why did she have to um, come two weeks early? No, Scarlett, seriously. Tomorrow I, I answered your question and that's enough. Okay, go to sleep. I'm walking out now.